0: Our second reading today is from Luke uh, chapter 2, uh, verses 1 to 20. But before we come to that, let's pray. Now Lord, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for its word and for the good news carried therein, this wonderful news of this birth of your Son and, and all of that means to us today. Our Lord... Without your word, we would not know these things. These things wouldn't have passed us by. Your word, Lord, is is powerful and important. It is necessary for us, Lord, to know you and to come to know the salvation that we can have in Jesus Christ. Be with us today, Lord, as we look at your word. Let it hold a high place in our hearts and our minds. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favours rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. When it comes to Christmas times, uh, there, there are many things to be happy about. Uh, there are the gifts that we will receive, There are the smiles on the faces of those that we give gifts to. And then there's the food, there's the family gathering, um, getting to see many, many family that we haven't perhaps seen since last Christmas. And if things are going well, uh, there are happy times and there'll be plenty of fun. That's the kind of celebration uh, most people think of at Christmas time. But what should really be our joy on Christmas Day? The problem sometimes facing Christians is the lack of joy at Christmas. Sometimes we just don't feel like being joyous at Christmas. It's busy. There's lots of things to do. And our hearts and our minds seem to be on everything else but the right things. How do we find real joy in Christmas? Someone asked me recently, is it even biblical to celebrate Christmas should we come to church on Christmas Day? The answer to that is, well, why not? We don't exactly know when Jesus was born. Uh, we have a one in 365 chance of being right. But as we celebrate birthdays of kings and queens in this country on different days to when they were actually born, uh, we know that celebrating on a different day is no great barrier to celebration and certainly no insult Uh, But biblically speaking, on the only day we know that was definitely Jesus' birthday, uh, there were celebrations and they were heavenly. Uh, It's true they didn't turn it into an annual event, but there's no moral reason we can't set aside one day a year to remember the birth of Jesus and take joy in everything that should mean to us. The very first Christmas celebration was held in the fields of Bethlehem and it was not men that were celebrating, but angels. They sang for joy on that night long ago when Jesus was born. So perhaps it's worth us looking at what made them glad, what made them joyful, and see if we can reclaim some of their joy this Christmas. Well, there are many reasons that we should be taking joy with the coming of Jesus into this world. And the very first of those, of course, is that we needed a saviour. And on that day, a saviour came. Verse 8 of our reading says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, To not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Uh, This world uh, is in a terrible mess. Uh, You may have noticed that. You should notice that. Uh, There are some wonderful things in the world, but... Most of those are remnants of the once beautiful creation uh, that the Lord made it to be in the first place. The Lord God created the world and everything in it, and it was very good. He made it to his specifications. It was made for his delight. And in this world, he made Adam and Eve, the first of all humanity, the first of all mankind, and he made them innocent, and they knew God, and they would walk with him in the garden and it was wonderful. And then they were tempted. They, they rebelled against God. They somehow imagined that God was withholding some good back from them. Perhaps they even imagined that God had lied. And so they took what was forbidden and they sinned against God. And, and every person since then has been doing the same. People don't trust God. People think that God is holding things back. People think that there's a better way than God's way. And so we do what God considers to be evil and wicked. We rebel against his rule. But once you've done that, you fall under his judgment. We set our own fate to be that of death and hell. And the life that Adam and Eve shared with God for a fleeting moment in the Garden of Eden is now impossible for us to reach. The result of our sin and rebellion is a world where sin and wickedness are present everywhere. Has there ever been a time where there wasn't some war going on somewhere? People fight with each other all the time. People protect themselves and look after themselves in preference to looking after others. And people don't care for God. People don't care for God's ways. And where I say people, I mean the world. And I mean you. And I mean me. Even those of us who have been rescued by Christ still struggle with sin. This is the grief and tragedy of all humanity. We fell into sin, and it has been eating away at the world ever since. And you can land every single problem in the world, every single thing, even disasters and death and disease, at the feet of our own sinfulness and our rejection of God. It is as if the world is on fire, and we are embers of that fire. Each of us is the cause and each of us, will, if we remain a part of this world, will perish. The world is burning up in wickedness and sin and it is only the restraining grace of God which holds the world in any kind of check. It's only by his hand that we experience any kind of goodness in the world. We need to be rescued from this present evil age. We need to be drawn away from our own sinfulness. We need to be remade so that when the work is finally completed and we just can't sin anymore. And if sin and wickedness are to be put to an end, there's really only two options. We can be destroyed or we can be rescued. I don't want to be destroyed. Do you? So we can be mighty glad that God had a rescue plan. When the Lord finally cleanses creation of all sin and wickedness and when he finally does what we all hope for, we will either find ourselves on the queue destined for destruction or we will find ourselves rescued by our Saviour. There is no other fate that can await you. The world is in a terrible mess and we needed a Saviour. But one came. This is what Christmas is about. It's about the day when Jesus was born, the day when the one who would save us came into the world. That makes it a day worth remembering. That makes it a day worth celebrating. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This child is called the Lord. Now, the word Lord... It's a kind of reserved word in the Bible. Occasionally it is used in the ordinary sense, but mostly it is used in the sense that it refers to the name of the Lord. Uh, The Jews honoured the name of the Lord and so they wouldn't call him by his name. Instead, they would call him Lord or God. And that is the, the word Lord is what is being used here. This is no ordinary child. This is the Lord himself. And that should bring us great joy because the Lord God, having created all things and having seen everything messed up by us, didn't decide simply that we should put up with the consequences on our own. Instead, he stepped into this world, he took on flesh, and he got involved personally. This is the wonderful things about God. He doesn't leave us to our own fate, but steps in to rescue us. But more importantly, we would never have been able to rescue ourselves. It's just not possible. The answer to our salvation could never be from those who are caught up in their own sin. When I was young, my family and I used to spend a lot of holiday time at the beach. I was then a good swimmer, probably less so now, and I was comfortable with catching waves from a good way out. Uh, one day, the lifesavers put the flags in the wrong place, perhaps, or, or maybe the currents changed on them, and, and all of a sudden, a whole bunch of us were caught in a rip that was dragging us towards the break wall. Uh, my feet could only just touch the ground, but that wasn't much use because the current was too strong. Swimming was of no help because the current was far too fast. Serious injury and maybe death was coming. The lifeguards came out on their boards and they rescued everyone. You see, it took someone who wasn't in trouble, someone in control, someone in better circumstances than us to save us. We couldn't do it. Some situations will always require someone from outside, from a place of safety, to bring rescue. And some situations will require that saviour to place themselves in danger in order to rescue others. This is what Jesus did for us. There was no one in all of mankind that could have saved us from our sins. We couldn't possibly save ourselves. We needed the Lord coming from outside the mess, from outside of wickedness and, and the sinfulness of humanity, the Lord himself needed to step into this world to rescue us. And he did. The Son of God, who is the Lord, who is the one through whom all things have been made, stepped into this world, became a part of it to rescue us. This is what Christmas is about. It's about the day that the Lord himself stepped in to rescue us. This is a day worth remembering. It's a day worth celebrating. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The news of all of this was not lost on the host of heaven. The angels who are servants of the Lord and live in his presence need no rescuing themselves. But they took great joy themselves in this news. Think about it. For a long time, they have looked on at the ongoing tragedies unfolding on the earth. As God's servants, for a long time, they have been involved in stemming the tide of wickedness and protecting the Lord's people in the world. Do not think that they looked on without emotion. Do not think that the Lord himself looked on without emotion. There was much grief and anger at what was happening in the world. But with the birth of Jesus, at last, there was something to celebrate. Verse 13 says, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on on earth. Peace to men on whom his favours rests. They celebrated before the shepherds of the fields of Bethlehem. And I find it interesting that the angels turned out in celebration. It's not even them that are getting rescued. They are cheering on as God unveils his great rescue plan. They're not cheering for mankind. They're not cheering for us. They're cheering for the child. The son of God as he entered this world to begin the rescue. The angels understand our troubles. They understood that we could not rescue ourselves. The angels understood that the Lord himself was taking action. and So they give glory to God for what is going on. The coming of Jesus was not unexpected. It was foretold in many ways through the scriptures and so there were many who awaited this Messiah, this Christ, and they were on the lookout for him because for them the Messiah would come and, and he would be an answer to the problems of the world and of sin and of our separation from God. There were even faithful Israelites who were waiting for this thing. That the angels were waiting too. God had made these promises. He had promised that it would happen. And so, as it happens, there is great joy as the angels and some of those on the earth finally saw the promises of God being fulfilled. What we celebrate at Christmas is not just the infant in the manger and what he would accomplish, but we also celebrate the fulfilment of God's long-standing promises. And you can take joy in that because if God fulfils this promise, you can know that all of his promises will always be fulfilled, no matter how dark things seem. The whole of civilization could collapse and yet God's promises hold true no matter what. The coming of Christ was an affirmation of the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the power of God, the love of God, and the certainty of all that we hope for in him. In this way, God and Christ become the source of all our joy. The angels declare glory to God and peace to men. And the peace they declare is this... Peace with God that you can receive through Jesus Christ when you turn from your sin and accept him as your Lord and Saviour. This is the kind of peace which tells of what it is to live in safety, what it is to live in the presence of the Lord with his face shining upon you. It is the peace which will reign when Jesus comes again And brings this present evil age to an end, and all wickedness and evil is destroyed and becomes only a memory. It is the peace that says that the Lord will wipe away every tear from your eye. It is the peace that says our aches and our pains, disease, and even death will be no more. It is the peace that says that we will live in God's presence, and He will be our light and our provider, and we will live forevermore with him. It is the kind of peace that you can taste a little in this world, but still remain so far beyond our imagining that we cannot possibly grasp it. We will be with God. He will be our God. And we will be his people. And righteousness and holiness will flow through all. This is what Jesus accomplishes as he comes into this world. He rescues us completely and secures a place for us in his heavenly kingdom. Isn't that worth celebrating? This is why we will sing hymns of praise. This is why you should have joy in your heart this Christmas and indeed for every day for the rest of your life. There will be troubles in this life still, We are not yet experiencing the kingdom to come. We are not yet experiencing the full peace that the Lord has brought to us. And yet when you are in Christ, your place is already secured by his hand. You have already been rescued from this present evil age and you have much to rest your hopes on and much to take joy in. This Christmas, the ham may go mouldy. The pork may get burned. The vegetables could be underdone. The Christmas Christmas tree could fall over and start a fire. The presents you get could be disappointing. Maybe you'll even get none. The whole world of our worldly Christmas could come undone. But even if the rest of Christmas falls apart, you still have this. Jesus came into this world on that first Christmas long ago, and he came to rescue you from this present evil age. He came to drag you out of the fire into a safe place. He came to stop you from drowning in your sin, to pull you to shore. He came to bring you out of darkness and into the light. He came to rescue you from your sin and to save you from the wrath of judgment day and secure you a place in his heavenly kingdom. This is a day worth singing about. It's a birthday worth celebrating. Amen. Let's pray. Our Lord, our Heavenly Father, what can we say for all that you have done? Even now we cannot grasp the full extent of all of the wonders that you have in store for us. We cannot truly appreciate even the depth of our own sin and, and the fire from which you have dragged us. But we know, Lord, that you have done so much for us. Lord, we thank you for the forgiveness that we have in Jesus. We thank you for the certainty of your promises, for your faithfulness, your your goodness, your love for us. And the surety that that we will one day be with you forevermore. Lord, there is much for us to take joy in this Christmas. and We pray, Lord, that as we do celebrate Christmas, that we will not forget the cause. We will not forget the reason for the season. We thank you, thank you so much, Lord, for all that we have in Christ. We thank you that you loved us to this degree, that you would send your son into this world for us, to rescue us from our own sinfulness and draw us to you and into your heavenly kingdom. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.